as we come now to this New Testament lesson, it is one that we often first hear as children, and yet it is one meant for all of us. It certainly builds on this idea of God's love for God's creation and for all creation and all that live within it. Hear these words from the Gospel of Mark. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed him. May God add insight to our hearing and receiving of God's holy word. Amen. The gentleman sat at his desk, his attention drawn to the falling leaves swirling outside his window. A blank pad lay upon his desk, along with an open Bible, waiting, or so it seemed, for words, his words, words of hope and thoughts of guidance. The afternoon light glinted amidst the rustling leaves, and fall was coming. He could see it in the light filtered across the churchyard. It was not a man who was easily undone. He was not a man without hope or another good idea. Many a sermon, scholarly work, and programmatic plan had come from this very desk. People had come to count on him for these very things. His mind grasped for that glint of light. Something new was in order. Something that would join hearts with hope. Something that would draw people together, unite people across the pressing divisions of their time. He had been at prayer. He had been listening to those who pondered out loud in conversation with him. His own heart wore the scars of the very dark times they had lived through. A glint of light, something new was in order. Now, how might God employ the good works of God's people? How might they employ God's people, God's gracious endowment of good gifts 
creative gifts, goodness and grace for the well-being of a world-weary people, for the well-being of a chaos-weary world. World War I, the Great War, the war to end all wars had come and gone. They had persevered. Many had been lost. The Spanish pandemic, the Spanish flu came and went. They persevered. Many had been lost. Ah, and the Great Depression had come and they had persevered, and much had been changed. And there he sat at his desk of a fall afternoon, wondering, seeking guidance. How might they employ God's gracious endowment of good gifts? to God's people for the well-being of a world that was weary. How? Well, the first ever World Communion Sunday was born at the historic Shadyside Church, Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the Reverend Dr. Hugh Thompson Kerr was the originator. He was the man waiting for a glint of light and encouragement. So in 1933, a new tradition was given life around the Lord's table, the very symbol of abundant life in Jesus Christ, of eternal life, and the promises that are ours in Jesus Christ. They were born around a table in a sanctuary in Pittsburgh. And let's, let's think about that. What better place, what better opportunity, what better time to embody the very oneness in Jesus, Lord and Savior, friend, companion, the one who welcomes us at Journey's End. You know, you and I are at a time when we might well wonder what can one person, one congregation, one community of faith, one, one small bunch of people do to make a difference in a world-weary world. And before we give up, before we think it's too much, sometimes we look back to look ahead. We see the legacy of those who have gone before us, such as Reverend Dr. Um, Hugh Thompson Kerr, an idea that gave birth to a tradition that in years later was adopted by the Presbyterian denomination throughout our nation, it was years later adopted as a worldwide practice of reminding people of their unity in Jesus Christ, of drawing people together around the Lord's table 
to remember who they were and whose they were and to whom they belonged and that they were empowered to make a difference in the world no matter the odds, no matter the challenges or the darkness. It was just a little over a decade later that this same originator of a, a practice we have shared over the years gave a talk in an ecumenical setting. It was just on the eve of the Cold War. It was at a time when people were in desperate need of what can we hope for? And he talked about, once again, God's investment in God's people, in humanity, in you, in me, in us, in those as we gather. God's investment and God's good gifts that we would use them and share them for the betterment of this world so that we might draw people and build bridges across the divide. Our litany could be very long today of this dark time we have persevered through. And we wish there was more light. But light has come, and light will always be ours. And light will instill our hearts with hope and trust especially as we gather at the Lord's table. I imagine this scene of this um, interesting, amazing preacher, scholar, uh, creative man sitting at his desk. And I wonder, was it Psalm 8 that was open on his desk? Or perhaps that wonderful story of Jesus drawing the children to him lay before him that day as he was grasping for a glint of God's light and guidance. If it was Psalm 8, we're drawn to look once again at the ever-mindful God, mindful of us. Who are we, Lord, that you are mindful of us and place us in such a position that we can impact the creation and the beauty and the hope of this world? Who are you, who are we, that the Lord is mindful of us? Psalm 8 goes on to say, Lord, you have cared about human beings. You have crowned them with glory and honor, making them rulers over the great creation. You have invested in them that they might invest in one another. Friends, on this World Communion Sunday 2021, do we not long within our own hearts, to be joined in hope, to see a brighter light and a different way. Do we not long to help build those bridges across the chasms that divide? And even each of us have that sense, that humble sense that we make a difference right where we are by whom, whose we are, because of who we are and what good gifts we each have been given. On this World Communion Sunday 2021, if there was ever a time to renew the perspective 
and practice of oneness in Jesus, is it not today? Let this gathering at this table be a source of true nourishment, a reminder, but more, even more than a reminder. Let it be a source of the one who has given us light and hope and invested in us and entrusted in us the power of Christ at work in and through us, the guidance of the Holy Spirit each and every day of our lives. Yes, it's another, or it's been another dark time in history. And the litany could be long, but if ever there was a day to raise voices and hearts in celebration of what has been given, is this not the day? So today we celebrate together. We gather. We come, we come together as God's children, as God's family. And we give thanks for the legacy of those who have gone before us here. We give thanks for the legacy of Reverend Dr. Curry, who came up with an idea that has now spanned the globe for decades. And as we remember Christ calling the children to him, I'd like to close with a prayer that was written for children, but I'm going to use it today for the children of the world, which include all God's people in every place and time of every culture and language. Loving God, Hear us as we lift up prayers for children today for their nurture, protection, and joy. We pray for children who live in the midst of real terror or violence or oppression. We pray for children who are neglected, trafficked, or abused. We pray for children who are hungry or sick or grieving. We pray for the children of our hearts. We pray for those whose images we carry in our wallets and whose very being is as close to us as breathing itself. Their faces are etched on our souls. We know they're going in and they're coming out, their feelings and their foibles. What makes them laugh and what engenders tears? There is nothing we would not do to make them safe and happy. Make room in our hearts, we pray for all those children of the world whose images are etched on the very heart of God. You know, O oh God, what they need. There is nothing you would not do to make them safe and happy. Grant us your heart and your spirit for all these children, all these whom you love. Stir us to action so that there is nothing we would not do in your name to make them safe and happy and aware of love. We pray remembering how Jesus said, let the little children come to me. And we give thanks for the ever mindful God. Amen. Amen.